Hi, everyone, and welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices, plus the knowledge to keep your organization in compliance, HR works. Onboarding. A dull, boring day or two of introductions and filling out paperwork? It doesn't have to be that way. In today's workplace, onboarding, or orientation as we used to call it, goes a lot farther. And done right, it brings big rewards in retention and productivity. To help us see how this can work in practice, we've asked Natasha Bowman, JD, and SPHR to join us. Natasha is Director of Educational and Organizational Development at White Plains Hospital in White Plains, New York. She has been leading organizations through the complex, fast-changing human resources landscape for over 10 years. Through her talent management and leadership development consulting company, Performance Renew, she has developed a reputation as an expert consultant and thought leader for organizations like the Heritage Foundation, Knowledge International, Wiley Publishing, and many others. Her expertise spans human resources management, learning and development, talent management, employment law, organizational development, sourcing and recruiting, collective bargaining, and ethics and compliance. Most important, she is committed to developing the next generation of organizational leaders. A sought-after speaker and teacher, she has spoken and taught at prestigious corporate classroom and graduate business schools across the country such as Fordham University, Walmart Stores, Inc., Manhattan College, North, Northwell Health, that's formerly North Shore LIG Health System, Georgetown University, and the Jack Welch Management Institute. Natasha, welcome to HR Works. Oh, delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's start by talking about why onboarding is so important. Yes, yeah, so, you know, in today's environment, many organizations are seeing a lot of turnover because the job market is doing quite well right now. And, you know, if you look at some startling statistics that I want to share with you to really hone in on why connecting with employees early in their career or tenure with your organization um, will help us to understand why it's so important. So. For instance, almost one-third of employees employed for less than six months are already searching for new positions. So they've gotten to organizations, they decided, this is not the organization for me, I want to see what else is out there. But even more startling than that, one-third of all external hires are no longer with the same organization after just two years. I mean, that's one-third, and when you think about the cost of turnover, being about $20,000 per employee, organizations can't afford to be on that same, you know, wheel of turnover um, for employment. So onboarding is a major component of really honing in with the employees and really developing a connection with them so they will um, become loyal and committed to your organization. Now, I think a lot of people tend to think about onboarding in terms of the old-time orientation, just a matter of filling out some forms. But you suggested that onboarding should be a longer and more involved process. Can you explain how you think onboarding should be handled? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. A lot of organizations do make the mistake of when they think of onboarding, you know, it's sending that new hire paperwork out, having them complete their W-4 forms and direct deposit, and then, you know, they come to a brief orientation, and that orientation, again, consists of just some compliance, you know, basic legal and policy rules and regulations, and then they're done with the employee. They send them off for their first day of work, and they don't really touch base with the employees to really understand what their needs are in the organization and to get their feedback and understand if they're really engaged in their work. Um, So when I think about onboarding, yes, it does start with a lot of that basic legal and policy rules and regulations, but there's more to it. Um, And there are about four distinct building blocks to onboarding, starting with the compliance part, And then you move to clarification, and you help employees understand um, their new job and related expectations. But I think that what a lot of organizations leave out is the third and the fourth component, and that is the culture part of it. So really um, having the employees understand through onboarding um, the sense of the organizational norms, What are the expectations? What are our values as an organization and how your values can align with ours? And then that sense of connection. So some of those interpersonal relationships and information networks that should be forming not only before, uh, not only when the employee is on site, but also before they step one foot in the door before that orientation or that first day of work, um, there should be a connection. And a lot of hiring managers, you know, they interview the employee one, two, maybe three times, and they have HR to send that offer letter, and they never make a connection with the employee ever again until their first day. And there's a disconnect there. So a very, you know, um, good onboarding experience really addresses some of those gaps between I've met with my hiring manager during the interview process, and now I'm going to meet with them on the first day perhaps, and maybe not sit down again with them until a 90-day probationary review. Onboarding should be more than that. It should be the hiring process. It should be the orientation. And then it should go on throughout the employee's first year of employment. Well, that's very helpful. Now, who um, who has responsibility for onboarding? And I guess maybe specifically, what is HR's role and what is management's role? Right. So that's another um, kind of mishap that organizations make, and they put onboarding in the hands of human resources, right? So once they've identified that rocking candidate that they want, They, you know, put it back in HR's hands, and again, HR sends out the offer letter, HR facilitates the orientation process, and that's it. And like I said previously, I think that the hiring manager's role should be more um, in that process. So while HR is kind of there to be the gatekeeper of making sure the process happens, the hiring manager should be more involved. So let's say prior to the employee's first day, the hiring manager should reach out to the employee to ensure that they don't have any questions as to where they should be coming after orientation and what they're going to be doing for those first 90 days. And that really helps an employee feel good and valued when that hiring manager reaches back out to them 
after the interview and before their first day. And then I want to talk about orientation for a minute. That, too, traditionally is facilitated by members of the HR team. And while they should be a part of orientation, I also think that um, hiring managers as well as other leaders of the organization should be a part of orientation and really presenting the cultural norms of the organization and why the employees, you know, should be honored to be with you and what you have to offer to the employees. And, you know, um, I've also been in organizations where peers were a part um, of the orientation process as well. So that really gives your new employees the ability to see the organization from a 360 view and not just making a connection with HR, but we want, they want to make a connection with their peers, their leader, and other leaders throughout the organization so that then when they show up on that first day and thereafter, they can walk down the halls and say, Oh, yeah, I know you. I remember you from orientation, and I know you. There's some sense of familiarity there. Yeah, well, that's great. I can see how that's going to be very effective. Now, I gather that you launched a new onboarding program called WOW that's been very successful. Can you tell us about how you implemented that and what made it so successful? Yeah, so when I got to White Plains Hospital, we were experiencing a high turnover rate, just like a lot of organizations in healthcare. And um, when I did a needs analysis and kind of did an audit of our training and development programs, I realized that our orientation is consisted of some of the components that I recently spoken about, where it was just simply, you know, the pre-hire part was sending those legal, legal and regulatory requirements out. And then there was a quick one-day orientation that talked about the basic rules and expectations. So what we did, we really decided that if you want to be a part of the White Plains Hospital, and we have our tagline of being exceptional every day, we wanted to tell the employees and spend one whole day on why we are exceptional. And we broke our, um, or that first orientation day up into four components. And um, we do presentations and, and activities um, with the employees demonstrating how we are exceptional, how we provide an exceptional patient experience and we talk about what we do for our patients. It makes us and how how great we are at it, and how we've been recognized um, throughout the United States for providing exceptional patient experience. The second component is exceptional people, and we talk about all the people at White Plains Hospital and what they have to bring to the orient to the organization, um, and some of the great things that they do. And we even put a map up showing um, the miles that people travel just to work with us. So we're located in White Plains, New York, and we believe we have someone that actually, on a per diem basis, travels from Miami, Florida. So, you know, we talk about that. We're so exceptional. People come from Miami, Florida just to work with us. And we talk about our tuition reimbursement program and the millions of dollars we spend every year. Our third component is um, how we're exceptional in the community and all the great things that we do, not just for the White Plains hospital community, but within White Plains, New York. And then we talk about exceptional well-being, and we emphasize how we want to have a great and healthy, stress-free workforce. And we do exercises such as uh, meditation during our orientation to demonstrate what employees can do when they're under stress at work. 
So then we have another half day of orientation where we kind of go through some of the regulatory and legal requirements and policies that you would normally see at an organization. And I tell you, our feedback from that has been tremendous. And, you know, some of the feedback that we've gotten on our evaluation of orientation is that I'm so proud to be a White Plains Hospital employee. Oh, I found my place. You know, I feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself. And I look forward to growing in this organization. And it's just been a true success. And we have actually seen our um, retention rate increase significantly since we rolled out this new orientation model. Well, no company is going to uh, deny that that would be a great way to go. I, I think you also mentioned that you that you do some games and you, you go for an overall sense of fun. So mm-hmm. how do you do that and, and still keep the onboarding productive? Oh, yes, yeah, so absolutely. So we incorporate the games during the orientation part of um, onboarding. And what we do, you know, we tie it to our themes and our organizational goals. Um, so, for instance, patient experience is very big in healthcare and very big at White Plains Hospital. So we play some interactive and role-playing um, exercises to talk about how every employee, not just those that deliver patient care, but what their role is in a patient experience. And we do that through role-playing and games. Um, We also do some teamwork exercises. So we do what's called an exceptional challenge, and it's where we have groups during the orientation class that are given a raw egg, and they have to wrap the egg up with about a yard of tape and some yawn, and then we drop it on the floor to see if it breaks. And we say, you have to protect this egg as if it's your patient or whoever your customer is um, in the organization. So they have a lot of fun doing that, yet we continue to tie it to how we how we are exceptional as a healthcare provider but have fun doing it yeah all the games are tied to the work i like that so, absolutely and then i understand also you have a buddy program for new employees that was very successful can you tell us a yes. little about that Yes, absolutely. So like I said previously, it's very important when you're onboarding employees that you keep that connection with them from the time they receive the offer letter until their first day. So what we do, we assign every new employee a buddy that's in their department, and that buddy, along with the hiring manager, reaches out to them during the onboarding process previous to their first day. And again, can I answer any questions from for you? Um, Do you need to know where your lunch break is? Do you need to know all the hot and popping restaurants around here? And, uh, you know, talk about dress code and things like that. And then once they go through orientation and they arrive at their department, that buddy is there waiting for them to give them a tour of the department to give them a tour of the hospital, and to really be there to answer any questions that they have. And so, again, it's like they are making that connection, not just with the organization, but they have kind of a friend, if you will, that they can ask those questions to, and they're not sitting at the lunch table alone, if you will. So that, too, has been successful um, with us keeping our employees engaged and knowing they have someone to go to, especially if they don't feel quite comfortable going to their manager yet to ask certain questions. This is really great. To, um, to sum it all up, do you have any final advice for listeners who want a more positive result from their onboarding process? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so absolutely. So, you know, 
number one, I would say to really canvas some of your recent hires and get some feedback from them. And that's what we did. You know, we talked to our existing employee population and asked them, you know, if you had to go back through, now that you've been at work for maybe, you've been employed for maybe six months, um, what do you wish you would have known during orientation? What did we fail to tell you? You know, and, you know, so we took that feedback into consideration. Again, if your orientation model is just simply people talking to the orientees and making presentations about policy and regulation and laws, take a look at that and see how you can spice it up a bit by adding some interactive activities in there and um, getting other people involved in the organization besides human resources, you know, getting those managers involved in your senior leadership team and even asking some of your existing employee base how they would like to be involved and what suggestions that they have. And again, um, and something that I didn't mention earlier, we are keeping tabs on our employees, um, not just when we after we deliver them to their departments, but we're also doing 90-day, 180-day, and one-year surveys to see how they're doing, and what we call them are engagement surveys. So, of course, you know, we sit down with them at the 90-day mark and do a probationary performance feedback discussion, but we also at that mark and a couple other times ask for their feedback. So how engaged are you with the organization? What can we do to improve your experience there, here? What can we do to ensure that you're going to be with us for some time? And then we look at that feedback and take it into consideration and do whatever we can to our capacity to ensure that these employees stay with us. So because we haven't had this orientation model in place for a year yet, don't quite have the results from that yet, but I am certain that this continuous engagement with employees and that knowing that onboarding doesn't stop when they're uh, after that first day with the organization, it goes on throughout the remainder of, of about 12 months. I am sure that our retention rates will continue to increase and we'll have a more engaged workforce. And you know what that means. We will meet more of our organizational goals. Well, I'm confident that you're right. Listeners, just to note, Natasha is going to be speaking at LearningCon. That's in Las Vegas in November 7th and 8th. Her talk is entitled Case Study, Onboarding Experiences That Rock. So, Natasha, thanks so much for joining us today and providing these very helpful tips. Oh, delighted to be here, and thanks for having me. Listeners, please let me know what HR work should cover next. S. Bruce at blr.com. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works. The opinions expressed on HR Works do not represent legal or any other type of professional advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from a qualified attorney licensed in your state.